Hi guys, we'll be looking at Hartman, Grodin, Fricker, Richards, Plummer, LaPaglia, Travis and Myers. On this show, we'll be looking at 1993's So I Married an Axe Murderer. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of 100 Things We Learned From Film. I'm one of your hosts and my name is Mark Plant. And I'm the other guy, John Watson. Hi John Watson, how are you? I'm alright, Planty, how are you with your lovely big microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Recording on some new kit and I'm very excited. <laughs> it looks good, the it looks very nice. Me. looks nice next to your mouth. <laughs> you dirty, <laughs> dirty boy. Uh, yeah. So, we are the podcast 100 Things You Learn From Film, where we sit and watch the movie in the comfort of our own homes, try and come up with a list of no more than 70 things. We'll add those together today as we talk through the movie and hopefully come up with 100 or more things that we learned from this week's movie. John, it's been a long time coming. That's what she said. What are we covering? So we're looking at uh, 1993's So I Married an Axe Murderer. I love it, John. I just love this is, it. This is yours. This is all yours. But oh, no, I must admit, watch that again. It brings back, It's. it's I can't believe it's 1993 as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what else could we have, what else have we covered? <laughs> I, I was going to say that. I think um, 1990, I'm sure we've been around about this year before because I remember there was things like Schindler's List and um, Which we have covered, listeners. We, yeah, we, 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 we like to think of ourselves as at least a semi-comedy podcast. <laughs> we, Schindler's List is on our non-covering list. You'll be pleased to oh. know. Well, it was falling down. That's why we yeah. know 1993. Jurassic we've been here Park, 1993? Uh, I'll need to double check. It wasn't a question, John. Uh, Indecent Proposal, The Firm, and The Name of the Father. I'm sure that was, was it Pete Pothersway? No, no, are you mixing it with The Name of the Rose again? We've done that one a few times. No, 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 no. No, no, definitely yeah, not. That is that's the uh, the IRA one, isn't it? Yeah, it's just quite yeah. dark. It's uh, it's hard to watch. Uh, Rising Sun with Snipes and Connery. What? A... That's as late as that, is it? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And last but not least, Hocus Pocus. Well, I was going to say last but not least, but there's also uh, Mario Brothers as well. Okay, yeah, that that one should be left, not just till last, but left. In a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing a dog in a ditch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was 1993, big man. Wow, 1993. Okay. Uh, let's get started, shall we? Let's do this. Let's do this thing. Fantastic. Okay. We open flying across uh, the bay. Uh, San Francisco Bay, which um, looks fantastic, doesn't it? That's really, really good. Um, yeah, it really does. At night, yeah, a TriStar, a Columbia TriStar movie again. Uh, we haven't uh, we haven't had one for a little while, but we do like them when they uh, when they come up. Yep. The song is "There She Goes" by the Lars. Well, 19... the song is by the Lars. Nineteen eighty-eight. Did you say? Uh, uh, yes, just yeah. about to say nineteen eighty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> this version's not the Lars, though. 
Yeah, I know, but in my head, I was like, I can't, I can't hear anything else but the yeah. last version. In I, my head, I, I just I, hear those boys. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, this one is um, is the Boo Radleys. Remember them? Yeah. They Wake had a hit. Up, it's a oh, yeah, yeah they had a hit with Wake <laughs> Up Boo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so this one is is them, which I thought was a bit of a, a strange choice. Um, it's 22nd on Enemy's Greatest 500 Songs. Steady on Enemy. <laughs> So yeah. that good, it's all right. And is that uh, alternative? Is that the alternative? No, chance? well, enemies kind of always alternative stuff, yeah, isn't true. it? I assume number one will be out. How soon is now by the Smiths or um, yeah, something by Stone Roses? It's not about heroin, as the rumor suggests. Yeah, they, they they pretty much just says it's about the beauty of love and stuff like that. Mm. So you could pretty much make it about anything, to yeah. be fair. But yeah, the big thing was it was all about the. The feeling of the drug, big man. The yeah. feeling of the drug. That's right. We zoom in to a street, a club on Jack Kerouac Alley, which we both yes. struggled with before we came on, didn't we? Yeah, well, I, I was I was reading up about Jack Kerouac, so it looks as if he's an American writer best known for a novel called On the Road, which ties mm. in with the Road Club. Um, but he became... Um, the pioneer of the Beat Generation, which was a, a literary club. Yeah. Um, just trying to do amazing things through the, the, the medium of literature. Mm, that's that's right, yeah. It, it It is named after him. It used to be called Adler Alley, and it runs from Chinatown to North Beach. Well, fun fact, we missed our Golden Gate Bridge as well. I was, oh, I was, right, I was, yeah, go on. I love the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, me too. So, Golden Gate Bridge was opened in 1937. It's 2.6 kilometres spanning. I originally thought it was only about to be 1.7 Apparently it's 2.7 because obviously once it gets across the bay, it still stretches on a bit. Uh, and it covers six lanes. Six, six lanes? lanes. Wow. Six lanes, yeah. We don't even get that in the bloody M8, but yeah. <laughs> six lanes. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, it, it, it's in some great it's in some great movie kind of scenes, isn't it? That, that one yeah. out of the remake of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's a, a great moment, moment on there. It's one of the most photographed bridges in the world, or beautifulest mm. photographed bridges in the world. I can see why. It's, it's such a beautiful thing to look at. Yeah. Oh, it's smashing, yeah. Uh, we follow this coffee through this... Uh, <laughs> I mean, what you guess you would call them hipsters now, but there's this guy at the uh, at a table who looks like Noddy Holder in a fur coat. <laughs> Well, that's that's what I was looking at, but I also looked at the guy. There was a guy washing dishes, and he looked like a really young Julian Sands. He did. See the guy washing. Yeah. That's Julian yeah. Sands. It wasn't but Julian it was, Sands. Obviously. It wasn't. But there was that. Did you notice there was a, a traffic light system? Yeah, like you, you, you have to wait till it goes green. And I figured it was because really someone was on the stage performing. But as they yeah. go in, the guy's just performing anyway. I know, but His I was like, what the character? Yeah. Doesn't get any hipster than that. No, Doesn't absolutely. get any hipster than that. Absolutely. It's, it, it's ahead of its time, you would argue. Yeah, yeah, hipster-wise. So the the large cappuccino is handed to Mike Myers. I, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to say it now. I love Mike Myers. He's made a couple of missteps. Yeah. But I, I he has done so much for comedy. Our generation's kind of comedy stuff yeah it's, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's forgiven for a couple of things not all of them but yeah the love guru and stuff like that they mm. work but yeah like when you look back on 
the characters he's played and stuff like that. Yeah, he's, he's done yeah. so much for us. Done so much. He's Charlie McKenzie, and he gets handed the coffee, and he says, uh, "He says, oh, I'm sorry, I ordered the large." Uh, hello, which he does throughout. Uh, he says, "Oh, this is like a Campbell's cappuccino." Okay, a, a, a cappuccino, John. You'll be pleased to know is made up of one third espresso, one third steamed milk, and one third milk foam, which will make me shit through the eye of a needle. <laughs> what were your IBS? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the rest. Yeah, it reminds me. That there's a bit. In, and, and it took me a little while to find the film. There's a bit in Role Models, which I remember as being a, not a particularly bad movie. Um, Role Models is Paul Rudd, Paul and he's Rudd arguing and because the guy Stifler? says, "Yeah, Stifler's in it." Yeah, do you want do you want a large? Uh, venti means large. He says, "No." Yeah, that's right. Venti is Italian for twenty, and that was stuck in my head for like a couple of days. So. I looked it up. Why twenty? Because there's twenty ounces in a venti Starbucks. Oh, right, okay. Mm. That is something I learned inadvertently. I, th- I, th- I thought it was just the cost of it. I thought it was the price of it in dollars. <laughs> <laughs> twenty twenty dollars for a big drink. He shouts, "Adimoi," which is "help me" in French. And it comes up as well. So he's talking to this guy Tony. This guy, we struggled with his name earlier on, but I think you got it right, is Anthony Lepalia. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Perfect pronunciation. Lepalia. Right, okay. Fantastic. Yeah, good man. Cheers. Um, he, yeah, you know him from a few things, uh, but he is the main guy out of Without a Trace. The main cop the guy or thing. whatever. They, I, I, yeah, he's Australian. Yeah, I think I've only watched that show maybe about 20 minutes of it. But it blew Rachel's mind when we watched this, because we've seen this loads of times. When we watched this together for the first time. She was like, no, no, that's not him. And then she looked him up. Oh, my God, I can't believe that's him. But he, he's, he's so in Empire in this, Records, he? isn't he? He's oh, God, Empire that's Records. really Liv, Liv Taylor. And yeah, Taylor, yeah. I remember that. Potential future episode? Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing it. I People are always shouting out for 90s movies, and I haven't seen that since I saw it on VHS from our old friend Global Video. Which, uh, yeah. Where I watched it, because it was on the playlist, because it was uh, non-threatening to kids. Because <laughs> 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 it was about kids. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Non-threatening boys magazine. <laughs> <laughs> he is he's talking to Tony. He says, you look like... You you look like Huggy Bear from Starsky and Hutch. You look like an undercover cop trying to look cool. He says, well, I am an undercover cop trying to look cool. He did look like Huggy Bear, though, didn't he? Did. He Huggy Bear, of course, is out of uh, Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch uh, ran for 93 episodes from 75 to 79. Uh, those chaps drove a V8-powered Gran Torino. And it was an awful, awful 2004 film. Oh, yeah. Absolute yeah. wasted premise. Your man, Huggy Bear, was played by Antonio Fargas, who's also in Shaft and Foxy Brown. Uh, he also <laughs> plays the voice in that Starship video game. Did you ever play that? That was on the PS2. I never know. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty That was pretty fun. As far as things go, <laughs> I missed. I, I missed. He, he talks about the Campbell cappuccino. Uh, Campbell yep. soup started in 1869. Joseph Campbell created it. The best-selling soup in the U.S. John, any guesses what that might be? Minestrone. 
You're not a million miles off. Chicken noodle. Ooh. Mm. The paint, you, you know the paintings, of course, the prints. Uh, small torn Campbell soup can, which is the name of it, sold for $11.8 million in 2006. Jesus, that's a, it's a lot of soup. bread, isn't it? Hey! Hey! Yeah, boom! <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. He's bad with women, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he doesn't like Jill. Dump Jill because she was in she was in the mafia, the Cosa Nostra. The Cosa Nostra is the S- Sicilian mafia, which you know from every American gangster movie. I, I looked up the meaning of it. It means our thing or oh, Sicilian really? mafia. Yeah, yeah. It's got two diet. Nice di- depending on where you're from, Sicily, whatever. But it actually, the meaning of it means our thing. Yeah. So it must be a Italian our thing. All oh, right, nice one. Pam, he dumped pan because she smelled like soup. <laughs> Beef and vegetable, which surely it would have been a lot different if it was chicken and noodle, which is apparently America's favourite. Exactly. <laughs> so he's performing now, and it it's not my kind of performance, John. It's not the kind of thing I like particularly. But it is what it is. And I assume, because he doesn't really have a job, that this this is his job. Yeah, because you don't actually see him actually doing anything. It doesn't mm. it doesn't say he does anything, so he must be <laughs> an artist. Yeah, artist. yeah. Well, and and you know, it, it's one of the most expensive cities in the world to live in. San Francisco. So good luck to him. Yeah, yeah, not half. So yeah, because I never never actually seen him to actually have a job or do anything apart from writing music and poetry. Yeah, the poem is called "Woman, Woman, Woman." Uh, woman whoa man whoa man she was a thief you got a belief she stole my heart and my cat which is sad because it's a beautiful looking cat that's a good cat betty judy josie and those hot pussy cats they make me horny saturday morning girls have cartoonies won't leave me in ruins I want to be Betty's Barney. Hey, Jane, get me off this crazy thing called love. Beautiful. It is, isn't it? It's, go- it's gorgeous. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous. And, and yeah, I, I'm kind of like, he's turned on by Saturday morning cartoons. And then well, Thunder, Thundercats. Remember Thundercats? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, Panthro did it for me, that's for sure. <laughs> I bloody knew it. I knew it. The way you're caressing that mic, I bloody knew it. <laughs> he talks about Josie and the Pussycats. You, you, you fall down a rabbit hole looking at Josie and the Pussycats and it doesn't I know there well. was a, a, a film made about it. There is, yeah. With personal favourite of the podcast, Alan Cumming. We Yay. do love a bit of Alan Cumming, don't we? Great guy. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats featured for the first time in Archie Comics in 1963. The 2001 film's got Rachel Lee Cook as Josie, and yep. it's in that Riverdale show, apparently. Um, they're high school students who have got a band. I, it, again, I, I've not seen a single shot yeah, of that movie at my, all. It's, 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 not, always, it's, it's not for men in their 40s. Well, it might be. It might be for really perverted men in their 40s. It's a, bit, it's a bit too OC for me, if you know what I mean. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just, uh, I was, California! That's the one, yeah. And everything was just like, this is shit. But the, the, person, the girl I was seeing at the time just loved it. I thought, oh, I don't like this. This is bad. Yeah. This is a deal breaker. <laughs> he stole <Was> my cat. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene, he's out and about in San Francisco. Uh, oh, driving did, you see the, did, you, did you see that tram? I did see the tram, yeah. Did you see the number of the tram? Number 19. Did you know when that thing was made? No, 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 19. Go on. Apparently, apparently it's meant to be the longest running. So they've, they've renamed it and it was out of commission for a while, but apparently it was constructed in 1883. Wow. It's the longest running tram they've got there. If that's that. It could only be 19 because it's, it's, they've got specific ones that go specific routes, but 19 is the oldest running tram there. I had some time out, but it's come back in 2016, I believe. So Good man. When yeah, when we when we make it rich from the podcast Coffee Millions, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll go we'll go there and we'll get on the uh, on the tram. Fan San Fesco, yeah, mm. let's do it. <laughs> the car that he was driving was a VW Carmen Gaia. Smart, wasn't it? it was like a little roadster type job. So apparently, it was used in another film, wasn't it? Oh. Somebody else had that car, and for life, I can't remember what it was. I remember looking at the car. Was going, it Beetlejuice Ooh. Goes Hawaii? Was it in that? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, it'll come back to me. Don't worry. I'll remember it later on. Okay. If we've run out of Sloan facts, I'll. I'll <laughs> you'll you'll, I'll, you'll I'll, magic I'll it out of your head just yeah. to get us to 100. Good man. Yeah. That's I'll how the podcast works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes into this shop, so this world, kind of world butchers, isn't it? Like a world food shop. Robert Redford, get this effect down, Robert Redford and Sneakers, is it Sneakers? Right, yeah. So he drove that car as well. Oh, right, okay. Do you know, that's a movie I don't remember a second of, but I know is quite good. Yeah, because it's uh, River Phoenix, um, I'm sure Dan Aykroyd's in it as well, isn't he? So yeah, Yeah. it's a good cast. Is that the one Jack Black's in briefly? Or am I, I think so, and I'm sure Ben Kingsley's in it. We'll, we'll need to watch it. We'll need to does watch he, it. Does he demand to be called Sir Ben Kingsley on the titles, <laughs> like species? No, no just demand. <laughs> just we need to call him the Mandalorian. <laughs> he's he's the, not the Mandalorian. You're mixing him up with the Mandarin. Ah, I prefer the Mandalorian. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... although his voice was amazing in that film, I thought the best thing. And that movie was his his accent when he was doing uh, the Mandarin. It, like soon, I have never felt so betrayed by a superhero movie than I was by <laughs> Iron Man three, because the Mandarin <laughs> is such a big kind of bad guy in the comics, as you well know. And mm-hmm. then it just kind of like, oh no, it's just me. My name's Trevor, and I'm an actor. Trevor, <laughs> Trevor Slattery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, God blimey, Marie Poppins. Like, his, his English accent's worse than mine. And we're both English. I know. but that, And that's the thing, though. You're right, I felt so betrayed because he's such a, an amazing character mm-hmm. that I think at some point, I think somebody went, do you know what? They're only kidding about this. He's he's kidding on. He's he's this wee meek mild mannered guy. He's got to turn out he is a bad one. Yeah, turns out bloody wasn't he? Yeah. It was a guy from Neighbours. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was Mike from Neighbours all along. Terrible <laughs> news. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes into this world food store and uh, Harriet. He meets Harriet. Now Harriet's Nancy Travis, who seemed to vanish from Hollywood. 
kind of in yeah. the 90s. Um, yeah, we recently saw her in something new, in something on the TV, and Rachel went, oh, she looks terrible. I'm like, girl's in her 60s. Give her some credit. Uh, she, she was, was a, great. I remember, I remember for, from Eternal, Internal Affairs with Andy Garcia and... Oh, that's a good movie. Um, what's his name? Richard Gere. Mm. What a movie, man. That was like that was proper brutal movie. Yeah. Uh, that was good. That was good. Mm, we've got to get around to a Richard Gere movie of sorts. Yeah, we've not done one, have yeah, we? Yeah. The, the... I'll be, be crying my eyes out at the end. Jesus, that's so grim, <laughs> isn't it? That really is. <laughs> so he goes into this World Food store and Harriet uh, is is serving and he says, Do you have Hargis? The hell's Hargis? Um, and she says, yeah, uh, we do. One. And he says, yeah. And I look at it. I'm kind of like, who is that feeding? There is only three of them. Yeah, no. You know, that's um, huge. I mean, don't get me wrong. On on on, on Burns Night, we, we could only get a large haggis from the mm-hmm. butchers. And it lasted us all week. But I'm telling you, it got eaten. It got eaten every meal for, oh, for five be nights because it's because who be doesn't done. love who doesn't love haggis except for his mum and dad. Like his mum doesn't like it. I know the only people see the only people that, that don't like haggis are people that have never tried it. Yeah, yeah, because it's like oh, it's disgusting. It's like have you tried it? No. Well, what are you talking about? How do you know? Yeah, haggis haggis is gorgeous. Listeners, um, if you haven't tried haggis, give it a go. If you're in America, you're going to have to settle for a vegetarian one because it's still banned in America, John. Oh, yes, yeah, so it is. I think uh, Canada's the same, isn't it? Uh, no, sure. Canada isn't. And I'll tell you a story in a moment, but the reason it's banned is sheep lungs. You can't eat sheep lungs in uh, in the US. But you can shoot a man. Well, I was going to say, but you can go on man versus food. <laughs> <laughs> you can shoot a sheep. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I used to work with a guy called Andy who now lives in uh, California, actually. Now lives in LA. He was dating an American girl. He was from Clackmannanshire. And he was taking Haggis to his in-laws. And they flew into Canada and drove down to LA with it stashed, because they were allowed to take it into Canada, no problem at all. But Uh across all the different border checks, including the California border check, they had it stashed in a cool box under the seats in the car. Wow! So, and they got it, and they got it all the way. It's a great, it's a, it was dangerous. a great story. The only tip I would give anyone, and I don't know, I don't know if it's just me. If you're going to eat haggis, try and get somebody else to cook it. Because when I find it, when I cook it, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy it. Whereas oh, okay. if somebody cooks it for me, I love it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch okay. Nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Absolutely. It helps that my birthday's around roughly around about uh, Burns Night. So, uh, you know, I can, <laughs> I can have a cheeky wee, uh, cheeky wee haggis <laughs> for my birthday, which is good. He goes to his parents. And this is the whole best thing about the movie is yep. is his dad. He's, well, his yep. mum and dad are both both great. And his little brother. His dad's listening to, uh, <laughs> to Bay City Rollers. Bay City Rollers, Saturday night. Saturday night <laughs> by the Bay City Rollers. Do you know oh, the Bay City dude. Rollers, John, sold 120 million records. They're from Edinburgh. And Les McEwen, who was kind of the main one, he died earlier this year. He only died mm. this year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like sixty-five. Again, because they've been around my whole lifetime, I just mm-hmm. figured he was a lot older. So did I. So did I. So it was about a short with the series that is, but it's like man, because all your parents were used to listen to them, and they used to be a big, big thing and yeah. fashion icons at one point. Yeah. But did you, did you see his wall of fame though? <laughs> Who was on? I did spot it. Who was on the Jesus wall of fame? Christ, right? So All the let's, let's, Scottish people, John. Let's do this. Let's do this, right? So, uh, Sir Harry Lauder, who was a singing singing comedian, and he wrote 
um, an album called Roman in the Gloaming. And it's the only one I remember because it remember it, it's, it's pretty much states that he was walking by the Clyde. So all oh, right, the okay. Clyde, yeah. all that. Uh, Sheena Easton. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't want to look her up. Oh, I remember she sang a song with Prince, remember? She, she, she's, she's, yeah, she signed to Prince's record label, but all I could think is, my baby takes the uh, morning train. <laughs> train. I love that song, by the way. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love that number. And that uh, your, for, your your only, for your eyes only. For your eyes only. Oh, God, so she did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she did, sorry for me spitting the knowledge on Sheena Look Easter. at you. Uh, I've got Ali G. Bell. <laughs> you know it's Alexander Graham Bell. Now, this is my favourite because everyone knows he, he's credited to invent the telephone. Mm-hmm. But did you know that his wife and his mother were deaf? You what? His wife and his mother <laughs> were deaf. Oh, you fud. <laughs> this is why I need to like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the wall as well, there was Sean Connery and Robbie Burns. Oh, fantastic. Well spotted. I would assume that you've got a Scottish wall at home of your John. Well, yeah, pretty much. It's got <laughs> it's got David Tennant, obviously. <laughs> Evans is going for uh, Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. What? God, oh, what he is. Don't be racist. <laughs> uh, and uh, obviously, everyone's favourite Scott, Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Put the glasses on. <laughs> oh man, what a guy! What a legend! Funnily what enough, legend. we've we, we've we've got a uh, in our house. We've got a wall of famous people from Nottingham, uh, even though most of the, most <laughs> most of them aren't. Alan Stiletto, the author. Uh, Robin Hood, <laughs> Vicky McClure, uh, the actress, <laughs> uh, and, and Viv Anderson, the uh, wow. uh, first uh, first black England captain. Viv Anderson. He's from uh, he's from he's from my gaff. Although I live in Carlisle, and there's nobody famous for me except a couple of footballers and some bloke out of nine one one. I think <laughs> sold out <laughs> to his man once. Or oh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that boy. That's him. <laughs> Uh, that that wall of fame is so funny. There was a few other people on uh, on it. Um, Jackie Stewart, wall. did I Jackie spot? Jackie Stewart, yeah, yeah. His, famous, um, um, famous uh, F one driver. Yeah, yeah, F one driver. Yeah. yeah, I did. I I couldn't. I'd, I'd spotted the only ones that you'd said there. I didn't really know who Harry Lauder was, to be honest. Like, the name was kind of semi familiar. Yeah, so did I. I. I thought he had like a statue somewhere in the Highlands or something <laughs> like some kind of Jacobite. Because... <laughs> But then I was like, oh, no, he's a comedian. Typical. Um, I'm surprised they didn't have Billy Connolly on there. Yeah, yeah. I was you really surprised so. at that. But so. Jackie Stewart and Billy Connolly were the best of mates. Oh, right. <clears throat> the best okay. of best of mates. Nah, yeah, yeah, they were proper, proper friends and hung about with each other when they weren't mm-hmm. doing their... So his dad, Stewart, is just like Rachel's stepdad. Just like Rachel's stepdad, who's a Glaswegian like yourself. Brilliant. E- even down to the, ah, go, you stayed your hour. <laughs> <laughs> like he says it all the time. You've uh, your hour. You can be there like from morning till night. And, ah, you've stayed your hour. Yeah. See what you're drinking as well? McEwen's export. Red Death. Oh. <laughs> My dad's favourite. Oh, did your old man like uh, loves McEwen's export? Still drinks it. Yeah, yeah, still drinks it. Yeah, yeah. 4.5% John Red Death. Um, it's like a heavy. Have you ever, You must have had it at some point. It's like an 80 no. shilling. No, no, sorry, is it tenants? No, it's tenants export. No, it's tenants. No, McEwen's. This is McEwen's. Is it McEwen's? Yeah, yeah, this is McEwen's. I I never drank it because I think that's what put me off like proper beer. 
Uh, so that's why I went to Lager because okay. my dad kept trying to get Because your dad's a Jake ball. Right, okay. Uh, try, try and mix it with his snowballs, <laughs> you know what I mean? What's that all about? <laughs> um, it's the second highest selling premium canned beer in the UK, allegedly. And what? 83%, it makes up 83% of canned premium beer sales in Scotland. According to their website. That's, that's Well, absolutely. It certainly made me sick as a teenager, I'll tell you that, for, yeah. uh, for, for free. Yeah. He's watching the World Series of Soccer. <laughs> that, that, and that, that annoyed me. That There's two things that annoyed me at this point. He called it soccer, mm-hmm. which it's not soccer. No. It's football, right? But when he was singing something else, he called it Celtic United. No, Did well, that's the that? song. That's in the song. So that's like a Rod Stewart song. You're in my heart, and I know that song specifically because it was the music to play us out at my dad's funeral earlier on in oh, the year that I picked. Yeah, to play us out in the funeral, and I had completely forgotten it was in this film. And I was kind of like, "Ooh, my sister's going to listen to this. <laughs> She's going to think I was taking the yeah. piss." Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming it must have had like a Celtic comma United. Yeah, yeah it is. It's your Celtic right. United. Oh, baby, you're, oh, right, okay. you're the best thing. Because when he was saying it, he just said Celtic yeah. United. I'm like, Celtic United. <laughs> <laughs> <It's raging. laughs> He's talking to his mum, and she's, she's saying, Hey, did you happen to see the most beautiful girl? Which is the most like female like the most mam thing in the world isn't it the absolute yeah, yeah, most yeah. mam thing in the world um yeah. the it's, all Paul Frick, it's all Paul Fricker isn't it it is She's, yeah uh, from Home Alone 2 previous Alone 2, Christmas yeah. episode yeah started in Casualty or something like that, didn't she? she did, yeah. yeah, Duffy in Casualty. Yeah, she's uh, she's 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 come a long way. Literally, she really she's gone all the way to yeah. America. He's <laughs> he's talking about um he, <laughs> Give your mother a kiss or I'll kick your teeth in. This <laughs> <laughs> is just Scottish so familiar to me. <laughs> Even without the Scottish parents. Um, she said, oh, you're not doing the old Lyndon H. LaRouche thing again, are you? Lyndon H. LaRouche ran for presidential candidate uh, for a third party every year from 1976 to 2004. Oh. Mm. He, he says... Uh, oh, it's it's a group of people, the most ri- the richest people in the world, called the Pentaverate. Oh, God, that's hilarious, right? man. And the Pentaverate, <laughs> when I looked it up, just announced this week, um, Mike Myers is doing a comedy show coming to Netflix called The Pentaverate. He is going to play seven characters in the show. Oh, well. I'm hoping he plays... Oh, the colonel with his wee beady eyes. Uh, did you see Lapalia's face? Yeah. He's totally he's, corpsed he's, a he's dying, isn't he? He's absolutely <laughs> he dying. Um, who's in it? <laughs> the queen. The queen, he gets obviously. The, he? <laughs> uh, the Rothschilds, the Gettys, and the colonel. <laughs> oh, you'll play my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> before he went belly up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, before he went belly up. Um... The the colonel, by the way, uh, a real person. I, I've got some good shit on the colonel here. He sold fried chicken in a roadside restaurant in North Corbin, Kentucky. His other jobs include engine stoker, insurance salesman, and lawyer. 
get a load of this. This is my fact of the uh, of the episode, by the way. His last case, he ended up brawling with his client in the court, and the fallout from it meant he could never practice again. Well, in well, 1935, he was made a colonel by the Kentucky governor in recognition of sales of uh, recognition of the state's cuisine. Which I just expected it was because he was in the war, beady-eyed prick. Do you know what? That makes more sense every time I watch Futurama and you see that bloody turkey as the as the the the, the, the lawyer. He's always got like a deep southern accent, like the <laughs> colonel. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. No, I always assumed that was. Um, we mentioned the Boo Radleys earlier on. I always assumed it was meant to be Gregory Peck. Oh, Jesus. So that, again, listeners, you'll, you'll, you'll pick be. us up on this. Yeah. Ah, I'm just, I'm just a Southern lawyer. <laughs> I'm just a Southern lawyer. I'm no fancy big city lawyer, says Homer. And the everyone in the jury goes, oh, <laughs> like amazed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mum's on the Garth Brooks juice diet, <laughs> which isn't a real thing. I looked it up. It's not a real the ju- thing. Juice is everything. The kids watching the TV. Heat, Dune. Oh, brilliant. Oh, look at her head. That's like a planetoid. <laughs> oh, it's like Sputnik. Oh, that was offside. He's going to be crying himself to sleep on his huge pillow. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge power. Oh, it's huge power. <laughs> uh, Mum's reading the Weekly World News. She said, oh, I read it in the paper. And he says, I love the fact that you call the Weekly World News um, the paper. News. Yeah, the paper. <laughs> the Weekly World News ran from 1979 to 2007 and is famous for convincing people that Bat Boy was real. See, I always thought that when she was looking at it, I thought that's her covenant in the Sunday sport. Remember they used to have yeah. the paranormal weirdo things? Yeah. So I thought that's the American equivalent well, of that, isn't it? It's real. It's a it's a real thing. Unlike Spider Baby. Ah, it's a spider baby Ted. <laughs> it's got the it's got, it's got the body of a spider and the head of a baby Ted. Can I see the spider baby? Uh yes, it's um it, it, it's a real thing. And actually, it reminded me of our friend Helen, who whenever she goes back over to L.A., because that's where she lived for so long, that she will uh, she'll always bring back a copy of the, those kind of things and the National yeah. Enquirer yeah, for Rachel yeah, just, to read. Just have a look at the, the yeah, nonsense that goes on. Kind of, but no, but she believes it all. She believes it all. I love the fact that in the kitchen you could see the, the Quaker Oats, but I wish they had like the normal Scottish Oats. Oh, with Quaker Oats, Quaker Oats are they really yours, isn't it? No, that's the it's the American one. Yes, yeah. Scots Oats. Yeah, Scots Oats. Whereas Quaker Oats were I've looked it up, nineteen seventy seven from Ohio. So nine, I from Ohio. All oh, right, sorry. okay. I just wish that they went for a bit more authentic, went for Scottish <laughs> porridge Oats. I agree. Right. Uh, he mentioned Sputnik. I did some looking up. Sputnik was launched on the fourth of October, nineteen fifty seven, hmm. uh, and was up for three months. And it's the first artificial Earth satellite. Talk about Sputniks. Did you notice who he was? No, is he somebody? Ah, he's a wee, glass, wee, wee guy with glasses and uh, the Mighty Ducks. Is he? Yeah, so if you climb his hair down and put some red glasses on him, he's that wee boy, yeah. He's, oh, I can't remember man. his character's name. That's, yeah, listeners will tell us who that is. Listen to us. That, that's well done. Well spotted. <laughs> so she's reading her newspaper and she's like oh look about mrs x victim one was a lounge singer victim two was a martial arts expert and victim three was this plumber ralph elliott 
keep that in mind, it's coming back. The old man Stuart's drunk eight of these McEwen's export, and I'd be bladdered as well. He's singing, You're in my heart, you're in my soul. <laughs> and they had shortbread on the table. I noticed on the shortbread <laughs> just lying strewn on the table as if every Scottish person has shortbread just lying about. What, you mean you and Kirsty don't? <laughs> nope. We've got digestives like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a traitor to your nation, John. We, we've been gentrified. <laughs> <laughs> Digestified. Uh, she goes to kiss Tony as they're leaving, and she like she's proper like tonguing him, isn't she? Yeah, she really goes for it. You turn it to right, sexy wee bastard. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> the next day, uh, we've got the Boo Radleys number two. It's four times in this. I mean, talk about getting your money's worth. I know they certainly did. Yeah. He's driving past the food shop, and there's Harriet. In this Dutch milkmaid's outfit, which I'm like, whoa, that's a bit kinky, you know. I know it really was, wasn't it? Yeah. If you wanted one, John, you can get one on Amazon for thirty-two quid. I mean, you do have the legs to pull it off, so why not? Let's just do it. Let's get let's, my meat out and let's, just let's get a, you one. Yeah, the butchers. Uh, <laughs> I'll have a butchers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tony and his Tony and his boss, right? Tony and the captain. Alan Arkin makes every movie better. Really Alan Arkin, if uh, American listeners, if you don't think Alan Arkin is a national treasure, get in the sea because he's yeah, he, he's wonderful. We'd have him, wouldn't we? We 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 take him on as a uh, as, great. as a break. Nah, yeah, he's, he's great. fantastic, uh, and he's a really lovely man. <laughs> totally saying, I'm having doubts. Being a cop's not like on TV. I've never chased a perp across a crowded city square, and I've never hung off the bottom of a helicopter. You know, you know that bit at the bottom of a helicopter. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, I've, I don't know what it's called, but I've never hung off one of those. <laughs> Do you know what it's called now? I don't. I've no idea. Skids. Are they called skids? Yeah, they are called skids. Right. I double check. They are I've called got skids. skids. Uh, <laughs> clean pants I've required. Never, I've never hung off, hung off the end of those. <laughs> um, he says, look, he says, I've never commandeered a vehicle. Again, that's coming back. He says, you're too nice. He says, you know, you should be rinse, rinsing me out, telling me that, that you've, you know, that you've got to answer to me for the, for the chief. He says, well, look, you know, honestly, there's no chief. He says, I report to a, a committee of, 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 of peers, you know, a, a, a quorum, uh, as it were. Uh, a quorum, I found out, is like a, a majority of members. It's the people that you need to make a decision. Uh, and right. he says, he says, I, I hoped it'd be like Serpico, but instead I'm like fish from Barney Miller. <laughs> the chief says, Captain says, someone needs a hug. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> like he's playing it so well. <laughs> Serpico, we've mentioned before, uh, Al Pacino stars in it, 1973, uh, Sidney Lumet film. Uh, oh. And it's based on a real person. Demolition Man. They, mentioned, they were mentioned. Yes, uh, they Al do. Well done, big Serpico. fella. Fantastic, yeah. Here I am, Serpico. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say I wasn't going to do it this week, so I'm going to kind of do it. I know, kind of do it. warn me. Yeah. Uh, Barney Miller is a sit- or was a sitcom based in New York's 12th Precinct, which isn't a real uh, police station. It ran for 170 episodes, and the character he's talking about, Fish, was played by Abe Vigoda. Uh, he's Sergeant Philip K. Fish, and he got a 35-episode spin-off. You know Abe Vigoda, because they kill him in the turnpike in The Godfather. 
They drive up the Jersey Turnpike and they kill him in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abe Vigoda. Great actor. Great actor. Plays a good victim number three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't we all? So Charlie goes into the shop. He's basically stalking her. Is what he's doing. It's a bit creepy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, And it's a busy shop. And instead of serving people, she starts talking to him. And she says, oh, do you really like haggis? He says, no, haggis is repellent. You're wrong. Uh, all Scottish food is based on a dare. That's very much as deep fried yeah, Mars Mars. Let's try this. Absolutely. Yeah. The, <laughs> the fish shop in uh, the, the, the chippy in Alloa that I used to go to will deep fry any chocolate bar from behind the counter. Yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah. you pick one and they'll do it. Deep fried bounty is pretty good, by the way. It's really busy, and this guy's like, I'm next. I'm next. <laughs> yes, you're next. Okay. He says, I want one New York strip steak, one quarter inch thick, no more, no less. Uh, we've done strip steak. We know already that it's a sirloin, but yep. it's relevant, so it's going on the list. He says, look, my dad was a butcher, so I could give you a hand. If your dad's a butcher, make his own fucking... I know. Unless I assume he's retired. Or he's getting on. Yeah, so there's this <laughs> musical montage of helping her out, including she's making sausage, and that's meant to be a little bit sexy, but it just made me feel a little bit gippy, to be honest. I'm a bit sick. Yeah, because she was cranking this thing that you know it wasn't even working the machine. You're yeah. like, what's going on? That's here? right, yeah, yeah. But apparently she uh, she was taught by a butcher to do some of the cuts in the film and ended up cutting her tip of her finger off. Oh, right, Wow. Uh, so she had to get it stitched on by a, a nearby doctor. I read about that. But yeah, after all the training, she'll end up cutting the tip of her finger off, cutting vegetables because she was laughing at Mike Myers. Okay. <laughs> That's understandable. They're out eating hot dogs down at the bay, aren't they? And there's a little bit, it's not here, but when they're eating hot dogs again in a later montage, he's got the onions in a little in a little bowl with the spoon. Yeah. So again, back to a number of movies, The Crow that we've covered and Death Wish that yeah. we've covered. It must just be an American thing. It must be. It's got to be. It's, this happens too much for it to just yeah. be a coincidence. It's, it must, must, must be a natural be. thing. It's not right. He, he says, look, so what have you done that's evil? Uh, you know, evil. You know, mm. like the fruits of the devil. <laughs> that's good. Um, <laughs> He says, how many people have you brutally murdered? She says, well, brutally is subjective. <laughs> like, okay. What a reply. <laughs> These Russian soldiers, like Popeye, <laughs> come by, eyeing her up, giving her kind of like saying something in Russian. And she gives them hell back in Russian. They go back to her loft, which looks like one of those fucking mental shops that sells all the tat. You know, all the right. hipster tat. Yeah, we are the, 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 the crystals for, for healing crystals. That's, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that is pretty much what it looks like. She says, would you like some tea? Uh, the tea options that she gives him was morning thunder or cubby wubby womb room tea. Uh, I, I, I googled cubby wubby room room tea, which I shouldn't have done on my works PC. Again, I'm in <laughs> trouble. And it's a... It is available. Like somebody does make it. It's made by a company called Adian.com and it's currently out of stock. But the flavour profile is black tea blended with orange, cherry, and cream. Sounds all right. Sounds probably won't be. It does. It does indeed. <laughs> they sleep together. No hanging around here, of course. Yeah. So they sleep together. And in her sleep, she's shouting. 
isn't she? Carrying screaming, on. Screaming, screaming. Yeah, um, she's saying, Ralph, Ralph. And he wakes her up. You shout about Ralph. Who is it? Oh, Ralph, she's my friend. Yeah, I'll come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, he gets up the next day, goes downstairs and looks up. And this this messed me about as a man who sells houses for a living. That you could see the kind of the frosted glass of the shower, and you can see uh-huh. whoever's in the shower. So he looks up and he can see the outline. And yeah, yeah. Stares into the shower and he walks in. It's not her. It's Rose, who is Harriet's sister, and she she comes at him and just goes, "Any of you fucking pricks move, and I'll leather up every last motherfucking one of you." I fucking love Amanda Poe. I think she's, <laughs> uh, she's phenomenal. So do I? She's great. It's such, a, it's such an iconic cracking scene. Yeah. I'm glad she did it because she's absolutely crazy mental. Yeah. Love her. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's super. And again, she's mental in this, as we learn. She offers to make him breakfast. I'd missed a little bit the night before. Her ex was a martial arts expert. And he says, oh, have you heard about the Scottish martial art? Fuck you! <laughs> Which is mainly headbutting and then kicking people while they're on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Eh? Which sounds like a night up the West End to me. <laughs> it really is. She offers to make him uh, breakfast. I'll make you silver dollar pancakes, freshly squeezed orange juice, bacon, uh, and then there's this smash cut, and she's pouring him some Fruit Loops. I just, I'm sorry we didn't have those other things. That was funny. I like that. That's great. I found that hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I laughed wholeheartedly at that. Um, silver dollar pancakes are pancakes as you and I would know them, um, but they're only two to three inches in diameter, so slightly bigger than what's known as a pre-1979 silver dollar, the coin in the US. Uh, They can also be called flapjacks, hot cakes, or griddle cakes. So instead he's eating Fruit Loops. (laughs) Fruit Loops is a Kellogg's cereal, and he mentions that it's high in fiber. There's three grams of fiber per 30 grams portion, which is 10% of your daily requirement. The mascot is called Toucan Sam and used to be voiced by Mel Blanc on the adverts. Blankety blank. Bugs Bunny, in it. In it, though. In it, though, bruv. (laughs) (laughs) They're on a boat now and they're heading over. Uh, Two Princes by the Spin Doctors was the piece of music, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, We all know that one, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk about one hit wonder. Yeah. So I looked up that boat because there is a cruise, but it's called Alcatraz. Cruise because it looks like they're going across in a police boat, doesn't yeah. it? Which isn't a thing, but apparently, if you want to go to Alcatraz, you need to go with this Alcatraz cruise okay. company. I would love to, I would absolutely love to. I assume that that's how Sean Connery gets out in The Rock. Oh, I'm going out with the tour guide. <laughs> Look, it's Vicky. I'm going to go with Vicky. <laughs> Uh, we meet Vicky, who is the always wonderful, much missed, and it's not the first time we've said it on this podcast, Phil yeah. Hartman. Love him, yeah. love him, love him. Oh, miss him so terribly. He's so good. Just imagine what could have been. I know. I've, 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 I was looking up facts, and I know it does, it, it does hurt you, so you know the backstory of Phil Hartman. But I, I tried to dig out a couple of things that I didn't know. Um, so I didn't know he was a graphic designer. Did oh, you know that? no, I didn't, know. I didn't know that. But he also co-wrote Pee Wee Herman's uh, Big Adventure. Did he really? Yeah, they, they, they worked together for a while, and he perfect, He helped him perfect his 
uh, character in Pee Wee Herman and also starred in a couple of movies. So, wow, a couple of facts I didn't even know. I no. didn't even know he was a graphic designer. But no, yeah. I didn't. No, but what a talented guy! What just to, even when he's not acting as a character, even when he's on on a talk show and he's just being like his own created character yeah. for the talk show. You're like, what? What? How like, do you come up with this stuff? You are so... Even though Ness is quite dark, he's talking about the ocular cavities and stuff <laughs> like that, and even though he's talking about it, he's like, oh, it's so dark. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So Phil Hartman's character is is John Johnson, but you can call me Vicky. <laughs> he says, Alcatraz, home to such criminals as Al Capone, Robert Stroud, the Birdman of Alcatraz. Uh, Robert Stroud, by the way, Wow. Uh, did I did I learn some stuff about this guy? His criminal charges were manslaughter, assault, and murder. He did fifty four years in total in the prison system, and raised nearly three hundred canaries in that time. He wrote two books on canaries, and in nineteen sixty two, Burt Lancaster played him in a film which apparently I've not seen it. I, I know it, and I know the cover of, of the movie him with the birds yeah. and apparently it's a very um sanitized version of the truth jesus yeah i was reading it as well but even the clint eastwood version just as pales in comparison to his character because class is one of the most violent prisoners they've ever had in alcatraz right yeah he's a violent, escape violent from man. alcatraz isn't it clint <laughs> yeah. eastwood one that's a great movie that's such a good movie i, I, yeah, no. I feel like that's one that's aged probably really well i watched it maybe about 10 years ago that's a great movie this is solitary confinement um uh, or as we called it times square uh, and he says come on in now this is something the other tour guides won't tell you in this particular cell block machine gun kelly had what we call in the prison system a bitch. And one night, in a jealous rage, Kelly took a makeshift knife, or shiv, and cut out the bitch's eyes. And as if this wasn't enough retribution for Kelly, the next day, he and four other inmates took turns pissing into the bitch's ocular cavities. So grim. This way so to grim. the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. It's rotten, isn't it? I mean, I, I can't do a full heart. Really I don't bad. think anybody can. Um, but yeah, Machine Gun Kelly, George Kelly Barnes, is named after the Thompson submachine gun that he loved to use. Uh, he kidnapped oil tycoon Charles F. Urschel in 1933 for a ransom of $200,000, which is four mil today. Mm -hmm. um, it's also the pseudonym of some actor, rapper guy, who the kids probably quite like. Uh, but I oh, yeah. couldn't tell you. Lots of tattoos on his face, kind of. Meg Megan mum Fox's mumblecore. Hey, what? He's married to Megan Fox. Going out? No, with I don't marriage? know if they're married, but they're, they're definitely. Oh, I like they've, got, they've got each other vials of blood. That seems to be the, the end thing for the. Are they doing the, that as well? Aye, it's, it's old hat. A couple of them are doing. Billy it, Bob so. did that, didn't he? Billy Angelina. Bob and old uh, Lena. Yeah. but yeah, yeah. I thought it was just in case they got knocked down and they needed to do a blood pipe in a hurry, but hey, good <laughs> I love her so much, I've got a vial of her blood. <laughs> I oh, I looked up Times Square as well. All right. Apparently yeah, apparently it's a, it's a cell block. I thought it was like, a, when, they, when they're looking at it, it just looks just like a cell. A cell. Yeah. But it's not, it's, it's an actual cell block that, that houses uh, 600 inmates. All and right. the only reason it's Times Square is above it is a clock, and underneath it just says Times Square. All right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fact, -o, fact, -o, good fact, -o. To add to the list. <laughs> yeah. 
this falling in love montage that I'd kind of alluded to a little bit before is um, There She Goes, number three on this one. And it, and it ends with them in this diner type thing with uh, Tony, uh, his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You recognised her. Yeah, yeah. Debbie she was in a lot of things. Debbie she is, um, she's the mistress, Henry Hill's mistress in Goodfellas. But right. she is in a lot of things. And they're playing this Would You Rather. And it's, you know, you're on holiday and the only channel is synchronised swimming on ESPN. Um, you're on the Bay Bridge. You've had a coffee and two bran muffins and you're stuck in traffic. It was a little too real for me. Um, <laughs> uh, or you order your food and underneath the sandwich is a scabby band-aid. Oh, and what does God. she say? You get electrocuted. Electrocuted. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Nothing at all. And she says, well, I've been electrocuted. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm into that. It's good. That was funny. <laughs> She's meeting his parents for the first time. <laughs> Stuart's in his pants. Coming in there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he goes to put her, his hand on her shoulder and she grabs him in a in a in a in a kind of a, a, a grip. Heed pants new no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlie's going to the toilet. Uh, uh Charlie, light a match. Um the reason you light a match, John, you'll be pleased to know, is it produces sulfur dioxide, which is a stronger smell than poo. I assumed it was because it burns off the smell of poop. So did I, but no, there you go. Apparently not. Late a match because it just it smells like bloody rotten farts anyway. Yeah, it, it does a little bit. Yeah, sulfur. He's in the bathroom. The John and, and the, the John. 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 Did you see who? Did you see what was on the dartboard <laughs> behind the door? <laughs> I've not thought about the Queen Mother for quite so many years, really. Um, and Rachel said to me, well, why would they hate the Queen Mother? Because they're Scottish. But obviously Kirsty doesn't. Kirsty's a, a Kirstie's, fan of the Queen. Uh, it's because she likes gin like the Queen Mother. Uh, she, 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 uh, she's, 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 she just still loves all that whole thing. But, uh, <laughs> because I don't think she get like, when she's seen it, it's like, oh, What's that all about? That bit. This is a Scottish family staying in. They're yeah. not affected by the monarchy, so they don't really give two shits. No. So why? Do we, yeah, but yeah, yeah <laughs> But yeah, just seen that couple of darts stuck in her wee face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he sees the Mrs. X thing in the newspaper again, and it all starts to add up to Harriet, as far as he's concerned. Um, he confronts her about on the way home. Confronts her about what they've learned, and and, and why did she move? And she doesn't want to talk about it. She has more dreams of Ralph. Mm -hmm. she t he tells Tony in the next scene that he thinks Harriet's Mrs. X. Tony says, you're just afraid to commit. He says, don't listen to the World Weekly News. <laughs> and, and he says, yeah, but it's the eighth biggest circulated paper in the world. <laughs> uh, the eighth biggest circulated paper in the world, John, of course I've got this one, is the Nikkei, which is Japanese. Um, 2,729,000 copies. Uh, the third highest in Japan alone. Number one is Yomiuri Shimbun. Says me, destroying years and years of beautiful Mate. language in just one sentence. Next scene, he's doing the thigh master watching TV. 87% uh, of poisons happened within the family. He's watching. He, 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 he prangs this thigh master across the room, doesn't he? 
I, 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 I. Invented okay, in Sweden in the by Dr. Anne-Marie Benstrom was the thigh master. Wow. She must have made an absolute packet out of that, eh? I think there was one kicking about her house when we were younger, you know. Yeah, yeah. Chest expanders in our house. Oh, the old, uh, the yeah, old chest yeah, tweet yeah. squeezers. That's the one, yeah, which you always used to see on episodes of You've Been Framed. Uh, yeah. American listeners, uh, America's next home movies, that would be. But funniest uh, home movies. And there's always some guy ends up, like, breaking them, boy, or boy, boy, in them. Uh, uh, the, ones, the, the, the ones that have got worse are the ones that actually need to put on their feet to lift them up. Yeah. Now, when you lift up, Jesus, the force of that just smashing off your face, but hey. You yeah. might get fat somehow. People lost a lot of teeth, yeah. <laughs> Harriet comes in. She's made him this health shake. It looks like poison. It does look like like, look like nice, something out of a cauldron. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's got strawberries in yeah. it. I'm like, look, yeah, it looks rubbish. Yeah. He locks himself in the wardrobe. This wardrobe, which is just a glass uh, door, which is just mm. for the gag, and then shuts the door. And then everything falls on him, like it, yeah. like up to, all the way up to the thing. But that's a reinforced door, though, because that amount of stuff that came down, I was like, that's going to pop any moment soon, but it doesn't. Anyway, they're in bed, and he says, look, I'm sorry. And she says, look, have you ever wanted to push someone off a subway platform or a cliff? What about you, John? You ever wanted to do that? No. <laughs> um, t- she says, oh, let's just put a needle in your ear. I don't really know where she's going with this, but he absolutely screams, doesn't he? You know, oh, mm-hmm. you, you can't, I don't like, uh, I've got an ear thing. I saw an episode of Night Gallery where they put an earwig in his ear, and when they took it out, they said, we've got it, but the bad news is it was a female one, so we don't know about its eggs. Um, <laughs> that's an episode of Night Gallery called The Caterpillar. Uh, March the 1st, 1972 was when it was first aired, and it's based on a short story called Boomerang by Oscar Cook, who's a British author. Cool, cool. It sounds horrible. I might have to look it up. He's at the San Francisco Globe placing an announcement for his parents' anniversary. By the way, another real newspaper at San Francisco Globe. He... He's telling the woman that he wants his... It's, it's $4 a word. It's really I know, expensive. I thought, that was, I thought that was a bit harsh. Right? In like but... 1993 monies. That's mm. crazy. Um, there's these two guys behind him. One's Kramer out of uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. The other guy the other I recognise. I know the other guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I want to say he's in uh, some Adam Sandler movies, the guy with the moustache. Yeah, he's in a lot of... He's a, a, a background character. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he says... Uh, He's going through the he's going through the things and making fun of the ways people die. One guy had a heart attack on a cable car. He says, "Oh, I guess he left his heart in San Francisco," uh, which, of course, is a reference to the Tony Bennett song "I Left My Heart in San Francisco." Uh, and the other guy was uh, a plumber called Ralph. They found his body in the sewer, and I can't remember what the gag is for that. Oh, something along, the, yeah, something along the yeah, something along the lines of a guy that takes his job too seriously. It wasn't wasn't as funny. Mm-hmm. He turns around and says, Ralph Elliot, but did what did they say anything about the wife? And he's like, no. No, but did they say anything about the wife? Oh, I get it. I'm a terrible guy. And he's like, yes, I'm awful. Yeah, I'm terrible. And as he's storming off, the other guy's like, thanks. He was my ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he meets her at the park. Uh, why did we meet here? It's safer, he says. It's like, wow. He says, I'm afraid you'll reject me. It's a preemptive strike. Oh, you're rejecting me, but it's a preemptive strike. He's back at the club. He's singing about her, but it's obvious he's still got feelings. 
Doesn't uh, blow out the candle. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't blow out the candle. Tony rings him. It says, someone turned themselves in for murdering Ralph Elliott. So Charlie heads to Harriet's. She's having none of it. They calls him a coward. He's he's on the roof across the place from, from her house. He's really lucky that that roof of that building goes right up to her. Yeah. yeah he's literally just singing it inside her window. Yeah. Um, hard-hearted harbinger of haggis is the one little bit I noted. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> So they make up, and he's getting out of the shower. Oh, they're in the bath, and there's someone at the door. Rose shouts, you know, someone's here. Um, she goes downstairs, and he follows her down. And she says, oh, I've got to introduce you to my friend. It's non-union equivalent Linda Hamilton. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she you is the that? spit of Linda, she really Linda is. Hamilton. She must have been a lookalike, because she's definitely a yeah. bit, her eyes are a bit more sunken, but I, she would L- like Linda yeah. Hamilton. Linda Hamilton's... Stunt person, surely. Yeah, um, yeah, she's got. She's a budget version. Yeah, and it's Ralph, and he hugs Ralph, uh, and he's uh, and his towel drops. He's like, "I'm naked." And then she does a, a wee reach for his bum. Did you I see that? That's why for the second that. viewing. <laughs> I thought you go go Ralph, dirty Linda Hamilton. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dirty Lucy Hamilton. <laughs> I thought you were going to say dirty Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> It's their, their anniversary dinner, <laughs> and they're singing this "Happy Anniversary, Happy Anniversary, Happy Anniversary." Happy and he goes, "Shut it!" <laughs> just, just, he just doesn't care. Does uh, they singing. Um, Love Stuart. Stuart's my favorite. Yeah, Stuart's the best character. Stuart, Stuart's the reason we did this. Let's be fair. Yeah. He says, <laughs> uh, I, he said, we've been married 30 years. He says, some of yous weren't born, some of yous uh, were there, and some of yous are dead. <laughs> Which is brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, he says, and I still love her 30 years on. Everyone's dancing. Charlie asks Harriet to marry him. She says, no. Uh, Stuart does a toast to Charlie. Uh, Thank you for organising this dinner um and i hope you have the same great 30 years that we had and then she says yes let's do it and the next shot is this huge church they're getting married um i didn't get the socks with the tartan by the way they were wearing these like what looked like hamilton academical football socks with what looked yeah yeah i noticed that yeah because they were wearing the tartan so stuart second name stuart mckenzie so Uh, so they were wearing yeah, they were wearing traditional Mackenzie tartan. The yellow one was the female version. But I don't know where the hell they socks came from. It should have been traditional white, so I don't know. It doesn't yeah, make any I did, sense. I did wonder. Were... I didn't realise the yellow was traditional female Mackenzie tartan. That's uh, Yeah, well, I looked it up just to double because it looked a bit out there, didn't mm. it? But apparently it's a, a Mackenzie woman's I I think female. that that looked like our... Logo colours. I I was going to suggest that that was our uh, that was our podcast tartan, but um, it's uh, it's not going to happen, is it? Um, have, have you got a tartan, John? Have you got a family tartan? Yeah, I've got a Watson tartan. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't really rate it because it looks too much like the Stuart tartan, which is a bright red that everybody associates mm, yeah, with yeah. the red one. Yeah. So mine's looks a bit more like that, but I'd, I'd prefer that it was sort of maybe darker, like Black Watch or something. So yeah, yeah, have you got a tartan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's red and white. <laughs> no, I've um I've I've worn I've worn a number of kilts. I've worn uh, 
worn kilts at weddings, number of different uh, different tartans. Love them. Oh, they're great. If you're a they're big great, lad, it? it's a good look on a big lad, isn't it? A kilt. It's, oh, it just lets everything breathe. It's yeah. just such a great thing. And you've got somewhere to put your chib. Right <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Got my wee Somewhere for the haggis and the old. Uh, <laughs> in the front yeah. <laughs> and when you've had a few uh, when you've had one too many pints of uh, <laughs> tenants you can batter somebody with it <laughs> chip somebody with it she I I noted that Rose looked like one of the Riddlers with this this tartan and this hat on do you remember the Riddlers the TV uh, TV show yeah yeah the scary uh, puppets <laughs> so they were mm. uh, after the wedding uh, let's get Pissed! <laughs> oh, that was, that was a, I don't think you see enough of them at that win, but it was just no. so good. That that paper was brilliant. Yeah. Do, yeah, singing Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart, 1978 hit. Number one in Australia, Canada, Spain, Portugal, the UK, and the US. Jesus. And possibly one of his best-known songs, that. Yeah, that well, we, we Are Sailing as well, but aye, that was definitely up there, isn't it? Oh, my old man loved We Are Sailing. Oh, Absolutely loved, loved it. I guess it's yeah, one of those definitely. at the end of the night when you've had far too much to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody knew it. <laughs> but then they don't know the next bit. Soil of the sea. The <laughs> waters. <laughs> we don't again. care. <laughs> yeah, again. yeah, absolutely. So he's giving it the big. Uh, he is like bagpipe solo. <laughs> the guy passes out. Piper down. We've got piper the piper down. down. That was just so funny. Piper down. Or piper down. It's just pissed. <laughs> um, Tony says, "How could you ever think she was a murderer?" Um, oh, I don't know. And then she's singing only you. She sings oh, it in yeah. French and she sings it in Italian. I'm hoping that was Italian. I wasn't 100% sure. But they're off on the honeymoon to this poet's corner place. It was a fantastic drive. Oh, the, cracking drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked really, really good. Dangerous, but yeah, it looked really mm. lovely, lovely, didn't it? Yeah. Um, they arrive after this lovely long drive. Oh, the chief barges in on Tony and he's like screaming oh, at him, great. isn't he? He's like the old lady that, that, that confessed to the that thing. Was great, thing. Yeah. She's also confessed to the death of Lincoln and Caesar. Um, screw this up. You're going to be on parking tickets for the rest of your life. And he storms out. Uh, and, and, and then he comes back in and he's like, was that better? Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. We've got time for this now. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I thoroughly enjoyed that bit because Alan Arkin was just such a different character from yeah. when you first see him. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Tony's faxing these three people. One was this big fat plumber guy <laughs> in this like room full of toilets. One's a martial arts chap, and the other one's like this manager, isn't he? Like this singing manager. Yeah. And they all say uh, the same person. You know, oh, it's definitely her. Her hair's different, or she's put weight on, or whatever. Uh, they can't contact them due to the storm. There's a storm up there wherever they're staying at this poet's corner place. So Tony charters a plane, and it's like one of these little one prop jobs, isn't it? Yeah, horrific, scary looking yeah, thing. Yeah. I was like, oh no, thanks. Yeah, but that the, the, the pilot, that voice, that's Stephen Wright. Yeah, 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 that that's Stephen Wright. He's so the guy that, yeah, he's he's the guy that does all the did all the American kind of one liners. Yeah. Um, he says, "I dropped spot remover on my dog, and now I can't find him." You know that guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's that's Stephen Wright. Um, <laughs> should probably have done more. <laughs> that guy. Um, so Harriet's getting ready for 
dinner. No, for dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, for dinner. And she opens up this box of talc, which is like a really eighties thing. Um, and she's got these three wedding rings on this chain. So you Ooh. kind of look at it and go, "My God, she he, he has married an axe murderer." Oh my God, she is. She's Mrs. X. Uh, they're at dinner, and everyone's really old. <laughs> and there's a compare. Like, they've got this compare going around saying, like, you know, oh, it's their 25th wedding anniversary, and they're newlyweds. Yeah. Um, Tony's on the phone. Yeah, she's Mrs. X. The police are on the way, and the lines go down in the storm. Tony tries to commandeer this vehicle, and the guy driving's just like, no, you, you have no uh, you have no jurisdiction <laughs> yeah, here. Jurisdiction here, yeah. yeah. Do you know who that was? <laughs> So that was a guy in B- uh, I was going to say Beethoven there, Beethoven. Uh, Charles Groden. Groden. And died yeah, next I... month. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Midnight Run. It's one of those movies I'm guilty of not seeing, but I know I have to see it. No, Pacino, Groden movie. It's the 80s. Pacino's a real kind of just a black black spot for me. I think I watched that uh, We're No Angels with yeah. uh, Penn once and never again. That was that. You were off it. Uh, yeah. I'm off it. I'm off it. I'm off it, pal. <laughs> Meanwhile, they get put on this wedding chair and carried to their room. It's like C-3PO with the Ewoks. So it was. It was a bit <laughs> weird, wasn't it? Here. They all left them. Yeah, they get locked in the room where there's like a real fire and some logs and an axe. He yeah. finds a note from him saying, I'm leaving you. I can't go through with it. Uh, turns around and here's Rose with the axe. She goes through the phone, which I thought looked really satisfying. Um, mm. She's dressed like Patrick Bateman <laughs> in uh, American with Psycho. Yeah, yeah, with the transparent <laughs> yeah. pollen. I expected to say, hip to be square. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a card? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. As a man with business cards, I do get business That's... card envy. Uh, at <laughs> <laughs> she chases him onto the roof. Tony's yep. battering the door down, and Harriet, he's locked Harriet, because when he thought it was Harriet, he's locked her in this wardrobe, in this closet. Uh, he batters the door down and lets Harriet out of the closet. Charlie's kind of hanging off the roof, and she's hacking at his fingers. Anyway, Tony's handcuffed Harriet, and he's not listening to anything she's saying. She's like, you know, that noise you can hear <laughs> is, is them. And he's like, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Uh, Charlie falls down the roof and hits his balls on a pipe. And that's a trope we don't have in films anymore. Men men harming their balls seems to have been something that's lost to the mists of time. Because it's still funny, even Uh, as a man with balls, kind of. Yeah, (laughs) and and you can really feel it because in some things you see somebody getting beaten up and they stand up and run away straight away and it's like, oh man, how could they do that? But when somebody gets hitting the balls... You feel that and go, yeah. man, that guy's not getting up. Yeah, your, yours, up. yours go up inside you <laughs> when you <laughs> yeah, see that, yeah. Um, he, she kicks in between the legs, so they're wrestling. Um, she kicks in between the legs, again, you know, minutes later, and then she kicks him. Oh, he kicks her. He kicks her. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, she falls. Off the, oh, she's hanging off the end, and they save her life. Basically, Charlie and Tony save her from falling. Uh, Rose is under arrest. One last song where he's talking about her being in a cage and all this kind of stuff. And that's the movie. That's pretty much it. They don't go into any explanation why she was doing it, do they? It's literally just. Oh no, of... she says that she says as they're kind of battling it out that that she would leave her. 
she's worried that she will oh, be God, there I, for yeah, them. But... So she mm. takes them out for that for that reason. And that is, as we oh. say in every podcast, the movie. Oh, she wrote, and then yeah. it's uh, Saturday. The basic roars covered by who? Who who done the cover at the, the end? I didn't catch that at all. It's not on Spotify. I'll tell you that for free. Nah, and it's no basic roars. I tell no. you that. <laughs> Have you got any more factoroonies? Oh, your pies fire. So I have got Alcatraz factoid. Ooh. Well, no fact. Something I've learned. So I was going through the facts. I was looking at when it was was done, when it was created, the lighthouse. But the one thing that did catch my attention was blatant right in the middle of the things that are looking at Wicket. It just says um, cell 181 is where the, the cell where Capone was imprisoned. But it doesn't actually just give you any reference. It's just like, that's oh, where just he was. this is where he was? That, right, that's, okay. That was his cell, yeah. Anybody wanted to know where Pacino was, he was in 181. Pacino? Right, <laughs> <laughs> Pacino was in as well. Capone. <laughs> oh, I died of syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> and, they went in my vault 30 years after I died and all they found was some gum <laughs> there was nothing buddy. in Al Capone's vault I'm, in. I'm yeah. done okay yeah. fantastic yeah. how do you think we did John oh, 82 well you're right John we did better than last time do you want to go a little bit higher one more guess 92 105 what yeah. that was so you can find us on the socials. We are most likely to be found on Twitter at 100thingspod. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram at 100thingsfilm. You can buy us a coffee if you like, because we would like, um, on buymeacoffee.com forward slash 100thingspod. Do not forget to leave us a review on Apple or wherever you leave your reviews, anywhere at all, be good because it helps us get out there. Tell a pal that you like our podcast or that you like our uh, comedy stylings or lack thereof. Um, so we can, uh, we can get out <laughs> Speak there. for yourself there, mate boy. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. We are donating for every download or every listen of an episode uh, this month. This is the month of June. Uh, we are donating to uh, LGBT plus uh, Youth Scotland, 10 pence. So if you haven't downloaded our previous episodes, do subscribe on your podcast app of choice and do that. What we would also like, because this is starting to really hot up, is next month is going to be our uh, listener request month. And you can email us at 100, the number, 100 things film pod at gmail.com. Send us a little recording of you asking for a film, and we will put you in the hat uh, to be drawn out in the next couple of weeks. We'll do a little live recording uh, of us seeing which episodes we're going to get, and we'll put those up on the socials. So you could be mentioned on the pod. We could be talking about the film you want us to talk about. We have already got a fantastic mix of kitsch cult massive movies absolute blockbuster movies some of the greatest blockbusters of all time have been mentioned and some absolute trash 
some absolute <laughs> third-rate stuff that we will be lucky if we can get 20 things from. Uh, we'll, we'll pick, I bet you pick that out of the bloody heart. Yeah, well, then. indeed, yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to say goodbye, John? Yeah, goodbye, guys, and thanks for our, all the support again. Uh, loads of downloads, loads of lessons and loads of feedback, which we do appreciate. So thank you so much. Good. Yeah. Uh, one final thing. If you would like to donate yourself to um, LGBTQ plus uh, Youth Scotland, uh, you can go onto their website. Just Google LGBT plus Youth Scotland and there's a donate page there. You don't have to listen to our podcast, but we would love it if we could make some extra money for them because they do great things with young people across the whole of Scotland. Uh, and it, it is it is the time of year to promote that kind of thing, although we're hoping that we yeah. can continue to promote that throughout the year. So thanks again for listening. And we have been 105 things we have learned from So I Married an Axe Murderer. John Dune, new. <laughs> See you later, buddy. See ya. <laughs>